Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Moving Along. Um, today we are going to be talking about relationships, all types of relationships, romantic and platonic, and we'll be spilling the tea on all the green flags, whether love languages play into relationships, and knowing when to end it. So stay tuned for that. But first off, let's start off with our weekly update. So let's see. Ming, how was your week? <laughs> Oh, great. Um, I think my week has been different, I guess. Um, pretty bland, but last week was really nice weather. So I really took time to enjoy that. And I think that really boosted my mood. But then as soon as that happened, we were like hit with the daylight savings time. So that like, you know, hit me down again. And this the beginning of this work week was kind of tiring to get up and the weather's colder now. So it's like, didn't last that long um and I guess today especially we were talking about this before that we started recording but I'm feeling like especially drained today um it was a long day at work Ming was yawning like yeah. every other yeah. minute <laughs> which is funny because I didn't yawn at work at all but as soon as I sat down to record with you guys I started yawning but yeah we had a um I guess like you could call it a workshop or a conference but like all online with one of our vendors and someone we work with outside of, of the org. So it was all about like being professional and like, you know, being very attentive because they're outside of the org. But it was like three hours straight Zoom call, which was really long. And I didn't have anything to say. I was just there to observe. So it was even more like, I guess, boring. Well, it wasn't boring, but it was more like tiring just to sit there and like, mm -hmm blink I guess <laughs> and then we're doing it again tomorrow for another three hours straight and this time I am talking so I'm a little nervous for that actually to be like presenting on something to someone outside the group so I don't know I just kind of want to get this week over with to be honest and um the stuff in the news is kind of draining too so mm -hmm. I'm ready mm -hmm. for better weather better news you know all that you can't like <laughs> but on turn the upside, off your video and stuff oh no oh. no 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 I don't think anyone at my org turns off their video. Like, that is not an option, it seems like, at our organization. Like, it's very much like you're on. Mm. And even when um, if, even when we had, like, a five-minute break in the middle of the conference thing, like, everyone hesitated. And then finally, like, the, the CEO turned off his camera. So we all, <laughs> like, turned off our camera. And then when we came back, I waited until he was the first one to turn on his camera. And then I turned off my camera. <laughs> it's like we're all just you know kind of trying to navigate this world but yeah on the bright side I've gotten really into crocheting as usual but I've been making some masterpieces <laughs> that maybe I'll share later but yeah that's the bright side Linda any thoughts about this week oh um yeah, like Ming said, today was, or last night or this morning was when the news came out about, like, the Georgia, um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of Asian women were killed. So that was, like, what I saw on social media all day today. And I was like, should I be feeling worse or not? Because I was, like, pretty regulated, just, like, doing my normal mm -hmm. thing. Um, 
but it's still like a heavy topic today. And oh my gosh, so just now I got an email from one of our execs because I stirred the pot today. And <laughs> oh my god, I was like, I thought so? I was prepared for this moment. Um, I was like, y'all are not being transparent and like blah blah. Not that serious, but I don't know. I was like reading through a whole thing right now. I was like. Oh my god! I'll like read this later. So, doing that, but also <laughs> like Ming said, it was it's been nice, and um, I feel like I have like the like pre FOMO or something where I'm dreading when the vaccinations are everywhere <laughs> and like the weather is nice and everyone's doing stuff and then I'm like I gotta hang out with people like how do I initiate <laughs> and like how do I navigate all of these things again like I am a homebody kind of mm-hmm. and like looking forward to that day when everything's open everyone's safe but also like gotta have some social energy or like feeling left out if you're not like doing stuff like everyone <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah what prompted this? Like, have has your work talked about coming back or anything like that? Because our work is still pretty, um, I don't know, they're just wait and see kind of right now. Mm, yeah. I mean, we're wait and see too. I think because it was nice for so long that mm. like activity mm-hmm. was peaking. And if you go on Instagram, it's like everyone's like doing stuff, which is yeah. not they ideal. But... Already... Yeah. Everyone's yeah. back to posting on their stories, like going out, getting food and stuff like that. Mm. But Mm-hmm. I have no motivation to, even though I am vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Being stuck in a like, hole is like, it's not even the, fa- I guess it is the fact that you have to be more social. But for mm-hmm. me, it's like the change of state. Like, I don't like changing any type of state from either being super social and like doing stuff at college and then transitioning back home. That was a change of state that was hard. Mm-hmm. And now like the the looming you know, future of transitioning to being back into that world is like, that's the hard part, the transition. Yeah. I think. You're like used to what you're comfortable with at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then when you had to change your whole routine up, then it's just yeah. like a headache. We're not very adaptable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it takes me a while to adapt. It's like in the womb, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that all for your week, Linda? Yes, Sally. Um, go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, this weekend we had a a death in the family. <laughs> my Wait, whoa, my beloved you... two thousand my beloved two thousand three Toyota Corolla <laughs> finally oh my God, God, Sally, is certified. <laughs> certified. <laughs> so my parents drove my Corolla to. Lidl, which is like thankfully only a five minute w- walk away from my house, but mm-hmm. they went to Lidl because they want to buy this plant shelf and like lug it Ooh. home in the car. And then they bought the shelf, put it in the car. The car would not start. And then my dad like walked home and brought over his car to try to jumpstart the car, but there was no response. So then, <laughs> magically though. Later on at night, we went again and tried to jumpstart the car. Well, we were thinking we're probably going to need to tow the car. So we brought my dad's like SUV and then we were planning to like attach it to the Corolla and somehow tow it like ourselves. Okay, we have AAA. <laughs> yeah, or the RAV4. So then um, we got to the parking lot and then we we're going to we we're about to like 
set it up for towing. But then my mom was like, let's try jump starting it again. And then it suddenly like it worked again. So my mom was able to drive it home. But now it's dead again in our driveway. So we're going to have to buy a new car. <laughs> what are you yeah, going to do with this, it? The body? I don't know. Like, I think if you jump start it, it can drive, but... You can't be jump-starting it every time. I don't. It's probably the battery or the starter mm-hmm. that has a problem. So we could mm-hmm. try replacing the parts. But also, it's, I think, 18 years old at this point. So it's probably time for a new car. But Wait, Is that the car you were driving? Yeah, this is the car I drove all That's throughout college. Thought. So I have, mm-hmm. like, so many memories in this car. And I would listen to my country mm-hmm. music in this car because I didn't have an aux. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sad, but we're going to have to buy a new car and replace it. Another um, Toyota? Yeah, another Toyota. No, Corolla. <laughs> another Toyota Corolla. Oh, Corolla. The next, yeah. the next in line. <laughs> <laughs> um, But another thing that happened. Oh, so I've been into like games. I'm, I've been back into games this weekend. And oh, boy. Like not just video games. My dad bought a pool table, so I've been playing pool this weekend. And then I also got into this Switch game called Human Fall Flat with my sister. And it's basically like a puzzle kind of game. Not really puzzle, but you're like a person and your body is the consistency of jelly. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to like try to lift things and like solve. Like you have to try to get to the end of the level. It's kind of like a platform but like you can in like 3d view kind of like mm-hmm. the shrines in zelda kind of oh puzzle my god games. zelda yeah yeah so, <laughs> so it's something like that but like different kind of style so yeah that's been fun but also frustrating because <laughs> i don't know sometimes we get stuck and then we're just trying to solve this one level for hours and we don't get we don't make any progress and then my sister hates this game but i make her play it <laughs> and um oh and then i got back into cod so my st- my sister oh my and i gosh. are on the grind <laughs> grinding for what though what is it to grind for for that, for that win <laughs> w- <laughs> w- <laughs> yeah but i think we've improved because we've been getting like pretty consecutive um wins on battle royale recently so stepping up a oh. game <laughs> 360 no scope or you can't okay, do that okay. <laughs> no we no, can't do that so yeah i got the horses in breath of the wild <gasps> you made Already? horses yeah. wow yeah oh my gosh. but like Wait, how often do you play this like Every day. Like every night? Every night and every day. <laughs> every waking hour. But like my stupid horse keeps on running off of the cliff. And oh my god! they're like always running into like the trees and stuff. So I just like escape and I leave the horse there. You and have then to suddenly pet it, it like, so it likes you. Yeah, you do like the, the soothing and it's like, oh. Yeah. And then like the little flowers <laughs> oh. <laughs> But the rest of the game is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Have you figured out when how I- to do the quests mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to fight like the big thing in the desert now. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, I'm losing every time. I don't know why I'm nodding like I understand (laughs) because I don't understand. (laughs) But I I was going to say, Linda, like when you say that you play it like 24-7, it reminds me of, okay, so I'm back on TikTok. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Actually, everything, 
from like the beginning of quarantine is like slowly coming back mm-hmm. a final resurgence before its end it's like a but, full cycle um, yeah <laughs> actually though um yeah what was it oh there there was this like tiktok i saw i'm on like corporate tiktok right now like people You're always like, sending talking me about that, they... that girl's tiktok yeah <laughs> it's so relatable though because it's like it's nice to know that like no one actually works mm-hmm. sometimes but there was one that where it was like um if my laptop's on i'm working if like my my green light is on teams i'm working like and then they're playing like their switch or something like that <laughs> kind of relatable except i don't That's really linda. play my switch that much but yeah linda um for legal reasons that's not me <laughs> <laughs> So, as Sally mentioned before, today we'll be talking about some random things about relationships. So, first we thought it would be cool to talk about some green flags, because we always hear, like, toxic relationships, how to notice them, or, like, red flags, like, um, things like that. So, we're going to talk about something positive, how to recognize green flags, because those can be really supportive, too. Ming, my colleague, can you <laughs> read out the list of... Or I'll do you want to like read my notes? Yeah. Maybe you can talk can, about each one. Yeah. So it's a, a list. It's actually a like a, wait, what do you call those? Twitter threads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a list of tweets from uh, We're Not Really Strangers, which um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's kind of like the emotional kind of in, feel, in touch with your feelings kind of, I guess, brand. But they put out like <laughs> 10 tweets listing like 10. It's called 10 signs you're in a healthy relationship. And I think some of the, I think they intended it to be probably for a romantic relationship. But in our case, it could be read for either like any kind of relationship because, I mean, you can have toxic and healthy friend relationships or non romantic relationships. So um, the first one says their feelings for you are clear. There's nothing to decode or Google. Um, I think this one definitely seems to lean more towards romantic but i mean you could apply that to like being with your friends and knowing that like mm-hmm. everyone appreciates the relationship being uh, yeah. a friendship i definitely agree with this mm-hmm. one because if especially if it's like a well i think it goes for both friendships and relationships equally but if you can't tell that someone's interested in like being in a relationship with you then that's just mm. that's just a red flag on the opposite end. <laughs> Always bringing it back to the red flags. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. Like yeah. this brings back a conversation that I had with one of our friends, like in college, and he was talking about how he felt like he didn't feel like he was valued in his friendship with another person, mm-hmm. and like saying like he wasn't sure, like because it's never a great feeling to feel to like question if you're valued yeah. as a friend or, or whatever. And so I think that's the case for this. Like, it's such a green flag and it's so affirming to know that you're valued in this relationship and, like, they like having you as a friend (laughs) rather than, like, you're always questioning it. That can lead to so much, like, overthinking, I think. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, play it cool all the time. Like, whoever, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't show, like, that you care is, like, the winner or something. I have a friend who, like, thanks me for coming after we hang out. And at first I was like, don't thank me, like, this weird. <laughs> but now I'm like, it does sound nice. <laughs> and just, like, reaffirming that it was fun. And then, like, 
see you later like see you again soon yeah mm-hmm. i was thinking about like the kind of game where people i guess this happens in dating more often but this definitely i've definitely been guilty of this in relationships where like they haven't texted me in like a month so i'm not gonna text them <laughs> and like games. playing games with like but with a friend because you feel vulnerable i guess for reaching out all the time or always being mm-hmm. the one to ask to hang out and like that's not a good feeling on either side yeah I also feel bad when I realize that someone always like asks to hang out first. So then sometimes I'll try to initiate, but I'm also really bad at initiating. So I usually rely on the other person to initiate. <laughs> I think there are ways you can like, t- like show someone that you value them without, you know, like it's okay if someone is the planner and is the mm-hmm. one more likely to initiate, but. It is nice to show in other ways, at least, that, like, yeah, yeah, you're valued here. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, next one? I guess next I can just flag. go down the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is, you love the reality of the relationship, not just its potential, which I think is, we were talking about maybe uh, discussing myths on this episode, and we decided against it, but I think that's a that's a common myth that people have, that, like, you you think you can like fix someone or like you see the potential so much so that you're like relying on that too much but mm-hmm. if the person in front of you is not right for you right now then like i don't know that's hard that might not be right for you you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. i mean these are signs that you're in a healthy relationship so if you're not satisfied with your relationship now then it's obviously not healthy i guess mm-hmm. like if it's not mm-hmm. what your ideal well yeah i don't know i guess it's like dangerous to have like an ideal of what a relationship should mm-hmm. be like like you should just try to focus on the f- present like work on a relationship now but mm-hmm. but it's hard to do that without thinking mm-hmm. about an ideal yeah like, right isn't it always like, like a comes goal to have hand. or like something yeah. to improve on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is much harder in a romantic relationship because I guess in everyone's mind or like society is like there's an end game. There's an end goal to a romantic relationship, which is like lifelong marriage. Whereas in the case of friendships, like it's people are more accepting if like they don't reach an end point or there is no end point in relationships really that are defined. So it's easier in a friendship to like appreciate the people as they are now and like feel good about being in a friendship with the people now but i think it's harder when you're in a romantic relationship and you're like this isn't an ideal characteristic but like maybe in the future like i'll help you work on it and Mm -hmm. like you know i'm gonna stick with you so you'll get better at it yeah in the future but like i don't know if you should always be doing that to the extent that you're ignoring the red flags you Mm -hmm. know yeah that's a good Mm -hmm. point like your distinction between the romantic and non-romantic relationships like for romantic relationships you're always thinking about how to um level up the relationship like <laughs> what is lena's term it's like, like milestones or yeah what is my term i don't i forget <laughs> advance <laughs> <laughs> level okay i don't know but anyways how do you like make it go faster but yeah. um for friendships Escalate. a lot of the t- Escalate, yes. Escalate. (laughs) But then for friendships, I feel like most of the time you're just stagnant and you're fine with it being stagnant. But on the other hand, like a lot of friendships 
if it's just kind of like a casual friendship, sometimes you never get to like a deeper relationship if you're just stagnant at that level mm -hmm. and no one like escalates it further. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, I have a question for you too in terms of like stagnation versus escalation, <laughs> especially when it comes to friendships. Like in my opinion, I'm okay with some friendships being really superficial, mm -hmm. kind of like stagnant. Like I know that's that's what I expect of it and yeah. like I'm fine with that. Uh, but some friendships, like I think this one and some other ones, like I do expect to talk about deeper things and like I it's nice to know that I can go to people to talk about like deeper topics. And I expect a little bit like as we age together and maybe like <laughs> still maintain this level of friendship, we will form like deeper relationships. But yeah, I think that's okay, right? To have like different expectations for different mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Remember our metaphor in high school? We're just like the earth and it's like the core, oh, the oh mantle, and oh then like the crust. And then we'll be like, these people are the mantle, and then these people are the crust. But <laughs> we, we used to organize people like that, like categorize, like this is the core, and then it's like slowly going out. That's kind of funny. I forgot about that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But that's definitely still how I see friendships, I think. And yeah. that helps me like balance them too, you know? Mm -hmm. But there's yeah there's no way you can like have everyone at the core at all like <laughs> you can't have all your friends at the core of your mm -hmm. relationship earth because that's just too much to like manage but i think it's hard when you're going to or, like thinking about moving to a new place and then you have to start over with making friends and especially at our point in lives when everyone already kind of has their group of friends it's hard to insert yourself and like make friends on a deeper level mm -hmm. um like escalating escalating friendships <laughs> after yeah. so many years yeah i imagine that because i've never experienced that fully of like totally moving away from friends but mm -hmm. i imagine that it's almost the same pressure as when you get into a romantic relationship where because you don't have any deep friends in your current situation you want to like quickly like level up yeah. and like really get nitty-gritty into the deep with people but like i i think that's not always the greatest thing to rush Mm -hmm. You know, it's never great to rush those kind of relationships, but especially when, like, if you become too reliant on, like, you know, rushing it and having those mm -hmm. friend groups. Yeah, that's true. It was also, like, super jarring for me to experience, like, the escalation of friendships versus relationships because somehow you meet someone new and then when you're dating them, like, what is the point where they become closer to you than the friends you've known for, like, years, mm -hmm. right? Because they're, like, around you all the time and they're supposed to be your partner, but you know how like in the beginning stages you would like gossip to your friends about that person mm -hmm. but then it turns out that you have like your own thing now and I would like tell like my friends and you guys everything about like that person but then mm -hmm. somehow like you get closer to that person you know and yeah DK yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about though because it's like as much as you want to I don't know. For me, it's almost like I really want to separate the two so that mm -hmm. I can have really deep relationships with my friends without it really impacting or being compared to my relationship with my, uh, you know, boyfriend or whatever. But obviously, it's almost like you can't really separate them. At some point, it does become almost a, a linear hierarchy where someone has to be above another. And that's just because of like time, the time you have and like, I don't know, the emotional energy and like talking to people mm -hmm. like it's a inevitable yeah. that someone ends up being like 
or some group ends up being the second or third to hear about like something that happened at work. Because I was thinking about that in terms of not even like romantic relationships, but like with your mother or with your parents, Mm -hmm. how like in high school, my mom was always the one I told first, like before you guys or anyone else, I would always talk to her. And that was just like the relationship we had where I wasn't spilling secrets, but I was just telling her about my day. And then I guess that's part of being a parent. Eventually you see your kids like talking to someone else first, like they reach out to their friends first. And then when I started dating my boyfriend, he became first. And then it's like all these people like stacked, I guess. And then as you go oh, down the stack, down. Yeah. The, the, like the information that they're getting is like becoming diffused. That's almost true. like less. Wait, what's that thing in chemistry, Sally? Where like as Cereal you go further along. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of like the thing where, you, oh, chromatography or something uh, in that lab where like you track like how far along it was. Yeah. What does that have to do with like that? that. <laughs> like that, that. The amount of information decreases as you like move down That's, the hierarchy. Okay, okay. Like the bands are separating and like only yes, one remains at the bottom. The band. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Something. Mm. Put an analogy in there. Yeah. Yeah. But. Also like bring social media into this. I feel bad when I post something on social media and don't tell anyone about it. Or like when I tell someone about something and then I post it, I'm like, this information is just supposed to be to that person, but then I'm sharing it with my like Instagram. Mm. I don't know. Can you give an example? I guess you like you don't... mean... Like personal updates or like, yeah, like, just like, like personal. What's an example? Oh, updates, okay. I guess like I shared someone I made like a cute design when I was playing latte mm. art, and I texted, I texted them, but then I was like, oh, let me share it on my story. But then I'm like, oh, but then like, is it supposed to just mm. be like our moment? But then I'm like mm. posting it, which is supposed to be like the most diluted version that you're presenting. Do you yeah. ever give? your friends or when you were dating someone did you ever give them like almost like a warning text like not a warning but sometimes in that case like I want to share it on social media but first I'm gonna share it with Stefan or you guys so you don't feel like out of the loop you know I'm gonna give it to you first mm-hmm. as like a sneak peek and then show it to the rest of the <laughs> like social like, media it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> to the public you know <laughs> because I don't I don't know if I'm overthinking that but like my thinking is like, oh, they might be offended if like I shared on social media and then they feel like I just skipped over them, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've yeah. never felt that way personally, but... Like if you're having a conversation about it and then you post it? Yeah, like for an example... Um, okay, this is a good example. Stefan and I were talking about this the bookshop thing where you can like buy books from small bookstores and then instead of Amazon and the money gets, you know, distributed. And we were talking about that and having a really in-depth conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share about it um, later on. So it was a few weeks after that conversation, I found like a post about it and I was like, oh, I'm going to share this. But first, let me send it to Stefan so he knows that like, I remember our conversation yeah. and like, you know, bringing that back up. So he feels like, you know, still connected to the conversation. And then I'll post it to social media. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I guess I thought that he would look at it and be like, oh, she like, we already had this conversation, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was in that situation before, but it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds me. I mean, of, Sal, you don't yeah. post your updates, though. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Post ideas. Ideas. But it reminds me of when we used to use Snapchat and like, like if you were talking mm. to someone directly, like snapping them. 
But then oh. you add something oh. like, or you do like a mass snap or just add something to your story. But it was like, but yeah, I don't know. It's like not personal no, anymore when you do that. Mm-hmm. Or like when you're, you know, when you have like your Snapchat streak mm-hmm. and then you like send the same streak photo that you're sending to everyone else <laughs> and on your yeah. story. Like, <laughs> just add that sing- right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Does, is that signaling, like, how important you consider mm-hmm. some people in some relationships? Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad we don't use Snapchat anymore. Like it's psychologically <laughs> not that deep, because I would agonize over all the I stickers mean, yeah. I would put on the <laughs> on the thing. Like, the closer we are, the more stickers I would put on it. <laughs> Wait, that's actually kind of true, though. Like, the, the longer streak I had, I would put more effort into that. Mm-hmm. And then if it was, like, a baby streak, I would just send a picture of my forehead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because we would make those like confirmations. We'd be like, your head stacked yeah. on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the next flag? Yeah, moving on. The next one is I'm interested in this one, talking about this one, but it's conflict feels constructive, not destructive. And I think this is a common thing you hear again in like romantic relationships where like, you should be able to have a fight. Actually, I thought that something was wrong with Stefan and I because we hadn't really fought fought. Mm-hmm. So I thought there was like something wrong with our relationship. But it's like the idea that people talk about, like you should feel comfortable fighting with someone or it should feel, again, like this post says, constructive and not like tearing someone down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever had a, a really big friendship fight. I don't know. Fight brings up like the word of like physically physical fighting. fighting but i guess conflict like yeah. there has been some conflict here there mm-hmm. i think in terms of romantic relationships like that's when you're more likely to have a fight like verbal probably hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully um, not fights. physical <laughs> but like um so in my experience i never know how to like wrap up a fight in a constructive way like i think like mm-hmm. kind of just like when we cool off we kind of just let it go eventually and just move on mm-hmm. but we never really have a resolution to our conflicts which just might have been why our relationship didn't end up well oh. but um i also think that when you're in the moment like in a fight it's hard to tell whether it's con- constructive or destructive mm. yeah that's a good point like that label of being like constructive or de- destructive kind of like you apply it later like after mm-hmm. everything's been resolved yeah mm-hmm. because you're like, able to like isn't reflect it constructive to just let it go like if it's for keeping the peace then that's that can be constructive but then it's but also, also like you're just like an issue that's never yeah it's like an issue that's never resolved and there's still like those feelings there but like they'll arise at any time but you're not going to know what to do with them i guess so are you saying that you're on the side of like agreeing that it's good and healthy to have like verbal fights verbal conflicts mm-hmm. come up instead of pushing um, them yeah or I mean, letting them go i think it is good but it, they're not always constructive or like you can't always categorize them as being constructive or destructive it's just a part of mm-hmm. a relationship but it doesn't like i don't think you should feel bad that you and stefan don't really fight either because <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thank thing. you <laughs> Yeah, see, that's what I like. It, it's a good thing, but also 
does that mean our relationship isn't super strong or whatever? Like, I also remember thinking this about our friendship, like the fact that we've been friends in a triad, which is kind of one of the most like unstable, right? Unstable really? configurations. Really? I feel like all my friendships are in triads. <laughs> oh, well, I heard once, I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard that like a three person relationship is it's not a love most... triangle, Ming. <laughs> it's not a, okay, I'm not saying a love triangle. I'm saying like friendship, three-person relationship is like really unstable because two people will always have, or this is like the theory, is that two people will always have a stronger relationship and like there's always going to be an outsider. And I'm not saying that's true at all because I don't, I mean, I think, I don't think that's true for us, but I'm just saying I'm impressed that we've like been friends for so long in a triad without any like, I can't think of any huge arguments. I think of like bickering and like some little minor <laughs> passive aggressive mm-hmm. conflict, like maybe. But like is <laughs> constructive. <laughs> you think it's constructive? Like squabbling, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think it depends on like what you're squabbling about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. I mean, going back to relationships, it just like. The enemies and two lovers is jumping out because when they were talking oh about like, you don't have like fights and stuff. I'm like, but how are you supposed to have a toxic enemies to lovers like uh, <laughs> dynamic? But sometimes I feel like I struggle with fighting constructively because it does feel nice to bring up things that only come out in like the heat of the moment and you're like confessing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like your deep feelings or whatever. But when it comes to like banter or something sometimes i'm too slow to return the or like not witty enough to like bring it back and then i'm like oh my god like i don't know sometimes like that's not a fight but sometimes it can be mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. starts as joke like a joke kind of or like hearted but it could escalate yeah mm-hmm. yeah so in conclusion I I- it's <laughs> inconclusive <laughs> yeah this this green flag is inconclusive i mean yeah i feel like it may be a green flag for some relationships but not so for others you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the a good way middle ground. you like word it is like hard to argue against it you know like right you're not supposed to have a destructive conflict obviously like yeah. it's supposed to <laughs> be productive i think you could say the case for any of these tweets actually like the way they frame it is very like growth mindset and how, how can you argue with that, right? Mm-hmm. But the next one is the relationship doesn't require a specific set of circumstances to feel good. I have thoughts mm. on this one. What are your thoughts? Because I also have thoughts. <laughs> Linda, do you want to go first? Okay, my thoughts are not my own thoughts, but I read oh, on oh, the relationships gosh. Reddit. There's so many like circumstances <laughs> where it's like, we've been dating for five years and he hasn't proposed. And like, what do I do? Oh. And it's like, at that point, people are like, get a lawyer or like, <laughs> go to the gym, like all, all this what? like random what? advice. <laughs> Wait, so are they saying that it's bad that they haven't proposed after five years? Yeah. Or it's like, they're like, oh, okay. if you're wishy-washy for that long, then like, they don't really want to mm. marry you or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you got to be married to like, cement the bond. I would argue against that, actually. I would say that like, it depends on if you've talked about it. Or if they're communicating, right? Like yeah. if they're 
if it's been five years, but they've told you along the way that they're still like working through it and they're like not ready to commit, then that's different than if you're just sitting there in the corner, like waiting for them to pull out a ring (laughs) and it still hasn't come out yet, even though like you've made a lot of signs. I think that's Mm -hmm. different, but Mm -hmm. I think that's a common thing I've heard on Reddit too. (laughs) But like people on Reddit have the mindset that there's a lot of fish in the sea. So like, Mm -hmm. and drop them (laughs) yeah i mean maybe but ming what are your thoughts originally (laughs) my thoughts were more for uh friendships actually because actually i said to feel good is such a weird way to say it but you know when we were like first becoming friends with william i was so scared to ride in the car alone (laughs) with william (laughs) (laughs) okay not because of anything like serious but yeah i was just scared of like the awkwardness like i always felt like i needed to have one of you or preferably both of you to like break up the silence (laughs) and yeah be a buffer and like have that conversation going and i guess that's a specific kind of circumstance it's not as as extreme as i think this tweet is like pointing to but it was like you know when you're a true friend when you can like sit in silence and be totally comfortable with them or mm-hmm. you don't need or I think something else that we've talked about is like when you become friends with maybe your your significant other you know that you've become real friends with them when you don't need that middle person like the significant other to bridge it and mm-hmm. I guess that's just a form of circumstances that I'm thinking of of like mm-hmm. knowing that you have a pretty good relationship when you can hold it up I guess <laughs> yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense that's true because I would always want to have one of you guys with me when we go meet other people too yeah um, it's like a safety blanket yeah. this reminds me of that time when you were like talking about how you don't have to be doing something to feel comfortable with them like we were all sitting in Linda's apartment I think we mentioned this before but anyways we were sitting in Linda's apartment and we we're just like doing our own thing and like sitting in silence and then our other friend Christine was just like like Oh, um, <laughs> like, can we do something? Like we didn't even realize <laughs> that we were being boring. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's like the exact example. Because we, yeah, we were so used to each other's company that we didn't even like think about the fact that we weren't talking to each other. <laughs> and then she was like over in the chair, like itching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was like Friday night, and then we were all gonna hang out. And then she's like, "So this is what y'all do, huh?" I was like. <laughs> what, what are we doing like just sitting i guess <laughs> yeah i don't think that's the end of a relationship like i don't i wouldn't consider that a red flag i think that's just mm-hmm. something that you work on to like grow the relationship if anything mm-hmm. but yeah. i could see how in like a different toxic more toxic situation that would be yeah a, a red flag mm-hmm. or like in college when I go to TASA and I'll be TASA friends and we couldn't be friends outside not we, we couldn't be friends outside of TASA mm. but it's like you're not gonna be as close or like yeah you're not like, gonna talk about non-TASA mm-hmm. I feel like I need another TASA person to be with other TASA people you know what I mean like if we were good mm. if we were to go to Hong not Hong Kong Taiwan again <laughs> and then meet up with TASA people like I would not reach out I would not be able to reach out first like I would need Stefan mm-hmm. or you guys to probably Stefan because you guys wouldn't either. Yeah, not even me, you know. <laughs> so definitely. It's like yeah. that I don't know, it's called like social friction. It's a triangulation, right? <laughs> triangulation. <What? laughs> it's, it's a, a therapy term. 
I'm okay. We have sure. a lot of triads and triangles happening in this call. <laughs> um, the fifth green flag of a healthy relationship is you don't have to hide your needs to keep the peace. I would. I think that goes kind of like to the similar phrase of like compromising, like you don't feel like you're compromising yourself. And I think that's a later flag. But um, yeah, you don't have to hide what you want out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of fighting words though like i'm Wait, not gonna so- keep the peace no i'm not gonna keep the peace oh, anymore keep the peace. <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah. linda is definitely like that like she, i mean she's conf- like uh, com- confrontational like she doesn't run away Wait. from com- com- confronting things so so you're saying that she doesn't hide her needs yes she doesn't hide. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> she doesn't. Keep I think the of peace. anyone, it's like Sally. I think you've talked off pod a lot about perhaps about hiding, hiding my needs. needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I do that pretty often. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like most people are like this too. But I'm like a people pleaser, so I don't want to inconvenience some inconvenience someone with. I don't know, with saying my needs, whatever they might be, if they, if someone would feel bad after I say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do feel bad after I say it. Even though it's like, <laughs> you say anyway. I can't keep it in like I'm itching and then I come out and say it and then I'm yeah. like, rash as usual. You shouldn't have said that, even though it worked out. I would say though that, that like, that again, this depends on like the amount of times it's happening and like the level of it or where it's like healthy versus like not healthy you know like I think it's in I'm also saying this as someone who's also a people pleaser so I think Mm -hmm. it's just within our nature sometimes Sally to like want to prioritize people's needs over your own Mm -hmm. it's just that like when it becomes like a pattern of it like continuously happening and you never get to voice your own needs um or you feel like you might anger someone if you do that's that's the issue but (laughs) I think it's okay sometimes. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that. I think it's okay yeah. to be the peacemaker to compromise. That is my nine coming out. <laughs> well, there and there needs to be nine. a peacemaker in every relationship. I guess you can't be mm-hmm. going into conflicts every time you meet up. <laughs> Maybe that's why this triad does work because we have like the conflict maker and then the two peacekeepers <laughs> who are like trying to hold it down. I don't even make conflict with you guys though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You need some more peacemakers at your job, maybe. Or maybe right. not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the next one is is a good one. They call you out on your shit with love in parentheses with love. I think that's like the that's what makes our friendship so good, I think. And we've gotten better at it as we've like been friends longer. But I remember um like sometimes like Linda and I or like Sally and I or some I'm sure you two would like consult each other on the side of a group chat or the side of a conversation and be like should we bring this up because I like I don't want to disturb the peace but maybe we should bring it up and then we bring it up and then it's fine like it gets resolved and it's all fine but we're doing it out of love I think and that's the understanding among us three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true I was like you say it no I yeah. said it last time so you say it <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe that's why a threesome do- does work. It's a maybe it is the strongest confirmation. <laughs> Ooh, 
Ooh. I mean, in engineering, isn't it like the strongest yeah. like, structure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I reading it? Okay. Your sure. growth <laughs> is celebrated, not criticized. Hmm. I think this is an interesting one. I mean, obviously, it's a green flag, but mm-hmm. I've like seen, I've heard stories. Not personally, but I've heard stories of like mm-hmm. people who feel like they're being criticized with with their or not criticized, but their significant other um is kind of jealous of their accomplishments instead of like wholeheartedly praising them mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, I think and it can a, happen between com- friends too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a common thing. Like even I will admit that. Jealousy is like just I guess I don't want to say it's a part of human nature, but like it's a part Kinda of my is. human nature. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like you're not and I, I guess again that's the difference between toxic and healthy, but uh your growth is celebrated and not criticized. Like when you're you're not criticizing the growth, but you're like jealous of the fact that this growth is happening to that person and like you're not mm-hmm. growing at the same pace or like you're yeah. growing in a different direction. I could see how that could get really like hard for especially, especially I, I guess a couple again where they have like this idea of like an end game or somewhere mm-hmm. that they're both trying to go to, but then someone starts like growing or steering off in a different direction, and it feels like a betrayal of like you and the relationship mm-hmm. rather than them them just like doing the best thing for them. But I, I feel like in a romantic relationship that like that's even heightened because you do have that same destination. While with friends, it's easier to praise each other for the accomplishment because we're not like trying to head in the same direction. The yeah. only time I would say that's different is like when Linda and I were in Orgo and she was doing so much better that first semester. And I was like, oh, dang, no. Linda's truly growing out here <laughs> in Orgo. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think there's also is like a fine line between like being jealous of someone and also like, being like, oh man, I wish I could be like them. Like kind of looking up to them, but mm. in a like mm. kind of not lustful, but like wishing that you could have <laughs> their accomplishments. But it's yeah. like also good to have friends that inspire you, like that you can look up to at the same time. But as long as it doesn't turn into toxic like jealousy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like with friends, you can be happy for each other. Mm-hmm. But like with dating, there's like the out of your league kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Like you're That's pursuing true. someone who's out of your league or like, you feel like someone's is it like the reacher and like the seeker or something like whatever yeah. William said. <laughs> like wait, I mean, have you ever toxic, just, but the reach and mm-hmm. settle, the settle, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever discuss that with your um, significant others when you were dating them? Like, did you ever consciously talk about that? That's a dangerous conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like you have to be like super super satisfied and secure to like bring that up because okay this was brought up like not on my uh, part but like it was a different conversation I was having that got brought up about it but I have had that conversation and even if you like super like trust and you're committed to whatever whatever like it's a secure relationship Mm -hmm. it's still like that feeling of like comparing yourself and comparing where you are with this person is so tricky right because Mm -hmm. you can't help but feel a little bit like if there's a top person there's always has to be a bottom like yeah 
there's that you can't you always have be to have that one or the other yeah. right yeah so that's why I think it's so tricky in like romantic relationships where there's so much to compare on versus with like friendships it's so much easier to be happy for you guys because I'm not dating you and like <laughs> I don't expect to marry you and yeah. stay with me forever it's true Mm. There's like no external judgment on like who you're friends with, but people judge you for who you're mm. dating more. I yeah. feel like that makes it more because I do get jealous of friends and this is hard to like feel happy for other people. Also, the people you see on social media just like comparing yeah. yourself to like randoms. So it's not just like heightened by romantic relations, but people want you to be heightened, I guess. That's why they come up with all these terms like who's who's the bottom or not who's the bottom, bottom. But, like who's the reacher. Who's the reacher. <laughs> yeah that's a good point of like other people's perception of your relationship kind of heightens that tension i guess whereas like yeah with friends like no one cares if you're friends with like yeah just struggle with it by yourself yeah (laughs) good point um okay number eight is you love who you are when you're with them i think that's a classic you know something that people say is that like you know you're you're in love and you love who you are and you're like satisfied yeah that sort of thing I don't have much to say on that except that I can feel that in friendships too mm-hmm. yeah I think you have to be secure with yourself in order to also be secure with your relationship I think that's kind of what the question is getting into but like mm. you have to be you have to love yourself in order to love Ooh. your relationship I guess <laughs> Oh. Yeah, isn't that what everyone's like everyone preaches, I guess, is that mm-hmm. like to have a successful successful relationship you have to like self-love, you know, like yeah. love yourself first and date yourself first before <laughs> you can like date someone else. Yeah. But yeah. that's but then that it's concept like... I thought it yeah, was go, so yeah. headass when I heard it, but <laughs> I think it is true to some extent. Like you have to be <laughs> you have to be like comfortable with the state that you're in. Not not just like loving yourself, but you have to be in a state where you're like okay with your own growth in order to be okay with like your relationship with other people mm-hmm. work on yourself but then it's like mm-hmm. people that doesn't really like give you a leg up in relationships too. like work on yourself just to work on yourself I guess or the other side of it is like oh you can't be in a relationship if you have low self-esteem which is not true also mm. yeah okay number nine we're almost done with the flags the compromises you make in the relationship don't feel like you're compromising your character i think we touched on this already or i touched on this i guess when we were talking about compromises but it goes back to the um number five you don't have to hide your needs to keep the peace i think that's very similar yep because you can compromise on like things but you shouldn't be compromising on like things that mean something to you, you mm-hmm. know? I guess that'll part yeah, your character. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it's like a balancing act between what you comp- what you choose to compromise on. hmm Yeah, that's part of like knowing yourself too. Like yeah. I guess going back to what the <laughs> number nine uh number eight, eight said about yeah. knowing loving yourself and knowing who you are. Like to understand what you're willing to compromise on or what you consider like a strong part of your character is part of knowing yourself too. So if you don't know yourself, you can't do that. I think that's where, um, if I were a parent, you know, <laughs> I would tell this to my like child when they're ready to start dating. Is I think that's why a lot of people, or 
like in society, they're always like, you're dating too young or like you're having sex too young or that mm-hmm. sort of thing because people fear that you're like not like you're you don't compromising know you your want. character. Yeah. Right. Or you don't know mm-hmm. who you are yet. You don't know what you want. That sort of thing. And I don't think it's necessarily age related, but I do think like it's the longer that you're alive oh, yeah. <laughs> on earth, <laughs> naturally, yeah. you come to know yourself a little better, hopefully. Okay, shall we move Wait, on? Wait, so what are you them? saying to your kids? Oh my gosh. Oh, Linda, I'm saying to my kids that don't date too, too soon, I guess. Oh, because it'll compromise your character. <laughs> Not because it'll compromise your character by just dating. I just think that like, sometimes you got to sit with yourself, you know, like know yourself. For- I guess mm-hmm. what it's saying, know yourself first, but that's the same feeling I felt like in college, um, like I never wanted to like date someone freshman year or like get into a super serious relationship as soon as I like got into this new environment because like you're you're figuring out how you're interacting with this environment like you're figuring out what it's like to be you in college so like I don't think that's the time to date someone else Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. so that's what I would tell my kids Mm -hmm. don't date someone freshman year college college. junior year (laughs) especially not freshman year (laughs) yeah (laughs) Okay, last one is they make you feel loved even when you don't feel lovable. Head ass. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was kind of leaning towards that. <laughs> I think that's kind of, I don't want to say obvious, but obvious, I guess. Yeah. Like they know how to cheer you up and stuff. Sometimes I like struggle with cheering someone up though, even though like I want to do, I'm like, I don't know. And like, I don't want to <laughs> ask you because then like mm-hmm. you're supposed to know yeah. how to do it like intrinsically yeah i feel like the effort yeah go ahead i was i think the effort is makes you can make you feel loved too not Mm. like even if it's not exactly right like that sign Mm. of it yeah i feel the same as Linda though i feel like i never know what to do when someone is down Mm -hmm. i'll just like act like normal (laughs) and hopefully they'll feel better later (laughs) Wait, this is, Sally, this is an excellent, excellent segue into our next section about love languages, because I think showing that you love someone or making someone feel loved is all about, you know, love languages and like how you show it, right? So we wanted to talk about love languages in all types of relationships, because I think we've talked about it a lot in the past of like romantically, but in friendships too, it's definitely applicable. You would say. So what's your love language or languages? Uh, mine? Mm-hmm. Or I think we said everyone's was pretty much like quality time, but yeah. also I like acts of service and gift giving. <laughs> and I think that's both for giving love and receiving love. I like to receive gifts, give gifts, do acts of service, but also like see that work being put in. <laughs> yeah that makes sense I think I'm the same but I think I like giving gifts more than I mean of course I like receiving gifts but I'm more excited Mm -hmm. about giving gifts and thinking about like what kind of gifts to give people Mm -hmm. than I am receiving it and kind of like I kind of feel like has to do with I don't also like for my birthday I always feel 
weird that there's like a day that people are celebrating me which is why I never like make it into a big thing so it kind of like ties into that but yeah I like making other people's birthdays a bigger thing than mine yeah it's more fun to like plan other people's stuff Mm -hmm. it's like fun to think about how people would react and like how touched Mm -hmm. they would be if you do something Mm -hmm. wait are you upset oh like when sally and i plan to like sneak cake into ming's dorm with christine i was so happy it worked and then i think you were actually surprised right like you didn't see that was such a good surprise i think that was like the the peak surprise and like i guess party but kind of like birthday surprise that was peak you guys it was good job Mm. Mm. high five sally yeah I was going to ask, though, to bring up more of, like, a discussion of this. Um, so, Zali, you're saying, or you're both saying you like to give gifts or, like, you like to think of how people will receive them and appreciate them. But, like, what happens, like, when you give someone a gift and you can tell, like, from their face that, like... <laughs> like, it's a shitty gift. <laughs> yeah, or they just don't like it. Because to me, who also likes to give gifts, that's, like, a punch in the yeah. like in the heart. Like... I know that made me feel so bad. So like in over Christmas, I gave my parents like both two gifts and both of them returned mm. one of the, like each gift that I gave ah! them. And I felt oh, no. so bad. They returned. It's because I, I thought they were good gifts, but my mom actually liked her gift. But then she realized it wasn't working. It was an Apple Watch. But then she realized it wouldn't uh. work because she had a, a government phone and she can't sync it. She can't sync her messages with it because it's like proprietary or whatever <laughs> mm. so she had to return that but even though it's like a technical thing and like she actually liked the gift i felt so bad that she couldn't use it and mm. i don't know it like yeah it definitely brings me down a lot when i mm-hmm. my gifts don't hit i guess <laughs> but that's why <laughs> yeah if i have a gift that i want to give like if i want to give gifts but i can't think of like the perfect gift I'd rather not give a gift or just write a card instead, which is why mm. you guys didn't get gifts this year. <laughs> yeah. Your cards no, are I mean, so nice, though. Yeah, the cards are nice. They're much appreciated, even, I think, more so. Because to me, it's like the gift is all about the thought, right? Mm-hmm. The thought that goes into it. So I'd much rather have like a nicely written and thought out card than like something you buy like quickly that's like maybe expensive, but like you buy it super fast. So yeah. I think that's where people get like kind of confused about gift giving as a love language it's not like the physical at least for me it's not the tangible object it's like the thought that goes into the object I guess and I have another like kind of gift fail this actually happens a lot with my mom where it's not a gift but I guess in my mind I kind of like blow it up to be a gift where like I see this really cool movie that I think she would love to watch and like we could bond over it like we love watching movies together and and, she doesn't like it she oh my okay, gosh she not only doesn't like it like she'll fall asleep during like within the first 10 my minutes mom does the and same thing. that is like such a stab because okay to me that's like quality time and gift giving and so i present it to her i'm like let's watch it and she's all down for it and then the whole time i'm watching out of the corner of my eye to see if she's also watching it and also enjoying it and she's like asleep you know that's true yeah like my mom is like on the ipad watching something else oh my gosh (laughs) yeah it's like that's such a like i've told her this actually i was like you know maybe i should just stop suggesting movies to you because you don't seem to (laughs) like we don't seem to have the same taste but she's like no 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 like just keep suggesting them but like 
Maybe one little, little hit someday. <laughs> I've been trying, Linda. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys can relate too, because I thought I was a little like blowing this out of proportion because I would always like hope that she liked it and then it would never mm-hmm. I feel like whenever you recommend something to someone, you feel the res- responsibility that they'll like mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. it's like your personal touch if you're recommending it for them specifically. Mm-hmm. But then if they don't like it, you feel that personally. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. And then when they reject it, it's like they're rejecting you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anyone else with different love languages? Oh yeah, Linda, what are yours? Is it the same? Mm, same as me, I think. I feel like maybe not gifts, but like useless acts of service <laughs> is what I really like. Um, maybe my useless. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like gifts, but when they do something like when they make something for you or when they like run to the store and they pick something up for you but mm-hmm. it's like kind of useless <laughs> but it's like a nice touch like the uselessness is what makes it like kind of charming to me Not, I shouldn't say useless Wait. like Linda, can I bring up something that I hope it's not a bad memory but um yes, when me. your ex got you that like jelly uh gudetama thing you know the like the toy that i'm talking about yeah the egg it was like so slimy but i remember you showed it to me when i came over and you were like so like look at this egg he got me (laughs) i mean i wouldn't not 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 that it's useless but it's like it's useless it's not useful (laughs) yeah like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i can't think of any other examples but when someone brings me like like the fail aspect of it is what makes it nice when they bring me bubble tea has bubbles in it i'm like i don't like bubbles but thanks so much like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) see we're so different because i would like take that and i would be like so you don't really know me huh like you don't know i thought i don't like bubbles huh (laughs) um it depends because if you guys brought me bubble tea and had bubbles in it i'm like yeah you take that personally (laughs) Is it an, an attack? <laughs> yeah, it is. It would be. <laughs> but you give more grace to like someone who doesn't know you as well. Yeah, people who like try. You know, fair. like when you're little and then like, you made like a horrible drawing of like a Mother's Day card <laughs> and you give it to your mom, like, look what I made. And she's like, it looks so nice. And then she like puts it away because it's so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that maternal instinct coming out. I it's like, suppose. at least he tried. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that is nice too mm-hmm. though like the effort mm-hmm. you see that like it's hard yeah. for you but you still tried <laughs> <laughs> i think i appreciate that in like quality time when like someone goes out of their way to do something with me that i know they don't enjoy mm-hmm. um i can think of so many examples because i feel like i have different tastes from a lot of people of like things that i consider fun or whatever but like I, I love to talk to, with Stefan about The Bachelor and like about that world, and I'll I can just go on and on about like the drama or whatever, and he'll just sit there and like nod, and I know that he's not really in taking anything, but the fact that he's like trying to <laughs> is nice. Okay, I would say Shall that my most hated help. love language is oh, what? Oh yeah, keep going. Why are you gonna say words of affirmation? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I I can't do it. I just can't, I can't receive it and I can't give it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never know. I never know what to do with it. Like, do I say thanks? 
Or do I have to reciprocate? Do they expect a reciprocation if they give me words of affirmation? Because You know what's really weird, though? Is that, like, for some people, I'm able to, like, give words of affirmation almost to the point of it seeming fake. Like, mm. there are some people, like, friends in my life who I can just text and be like, oh, my God, yeah, you, like, look, you, like, that outfit was so nice. Or, like, I hope you have a great day. Like, I'm thinking of you. And I mean it, like, genuinely, mm-hmm. like, from my heart. But I don't text that stuff to you guys. <laughs> Why not? I want a good morning text from Ming. <laughs> I thought you said you wouldn't appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, at least you can try. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though because I fully can't. I can't even tell Steph and I love him most of the time, mm, but I can like fully. That's true. Text these other people. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think your relationship or your love language could be different with different people too. Maybe. Different people. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like I can, I can tell like other friends like, oh, I love you, but I can't tell yeah. that to you guys because that's just Not weird. Us. <laughs> And you know how, like, with some people, I guess some people, you're more comfortable with hugging them. Like, maybe mm-hmm. they'll initiate more, but you'll. it's, like, we- not weird for you to hug some friends. But then some friends, it's, like, weird to hug or to initiate like, hugging. Like, affectionate have hugging. Have we ever hugged? Sally, we've like never once. No. We just touch toes or something. <laughs> it's the weird things. Like, we have skinship, but we don't hug. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine if it's different, but because mm-hmm. it's like acknowledged, like we all, all three of us understand that we're not going to be texting each other. I love you. And we're all three OK with that. But I think that's where like some conflict can come from if like different people in the relationship have different expectations of that, you know? Yeah. So that's why sometimes I feel like a pressure to like return that. Like even if I'm not a super huggy. OK, remember that. I'll just say her name. Remember Katie? Like from a while back? Yeah. And she would always, whenever she saw us, she would like bear hug us, like really pull us in. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't like hugs. I don't like hugging anyone. But with her, I was like, oh my God, Katie. And it was kind of fake, but also it felt nice too. Like part of me did mm-hmm. like her always hugging me. So mm-hmm. I don't know it's where like I was a going constant. with that. But. So like if she didn't initiate a hug, you'd be like, what's wrong with Katie? Right. Today? I'd be offended. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like the the different expectations yeah. you place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are um, the other ones? I feel like we just ignored like how many other like five? I don't four five, five. words four. of affirmation, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch. Yeah, which is kind of hugging, touch. I guess. Yeah, physical oh, touch yeah. and quality quality time. time. Did I already say that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do you f- think of as quality time? Because I feel like that could be different for other people. But like, okay, let me just say personally, I hate when I'm talking to someone, they're on the phone. <laughs> like, or they're, they're scrolling on their phone or like texting someone at the same time. I just hate that so mm-hmm. much. And I like, tried to tell that to my ex before and he got really mad. Well, I didn't, Wait, like, I just didn't do say that? it. What? It, it wasn't like all the time, but it was just like one time he was on the uh, phone and I was trying to talk to him. And he got, I guess I didn't voice it nice enough, but he got really mad at me for that. because. <gasps> Well, I think it's hard nowadays because a lot of people are on their phones all the time and it's mm-hmm. just like normal in society, but I'm just old fashioned. Do you think he was mad at you for the actual point you were making of like, oh, you're on your phone. Can you pay attention? Or was he mad at you for calling him out or both? Probably both. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes it yeah. can be, yeah, like you're embarrassed that someone called you out on that and then 
like you attack I guess <laughs> yeah instead of just accepting it mm. but I can definitely agree with quality time again it's different for different people I think like with you guys I would be fine if we were just hanging out and we didn't say a word or especially when we were in college when we saw each other so much we were just laying around and on our laptops that was fine but maybe now, since we don't see each other as often, if I went over to your house or your apartment, Sally, and like you were just on your laptop and then Lynn and I drove all that way to see you, I'd be a little pissed, you know? So it definitely depends on like situation yeah. and time. But again, it's different for each person, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did get called out from that by like a supervisor, which was like so embarrassing for me. But also I thought it was like kind of like... I was like, you're so extra for paying attention to this when, <laughs> like, how do you have so many things to worry about to get on me for, like, sending emails during a meeting, you know? And then I got to, mm. like, my current job, and, like, it's normal. People are, like, pinging me all the time in, yeah. in the same meeting and, like, <laughs> sending emails and things like that. And the way they phrase it, I'm like, I can still pay attention. Like, I'm in the meeting, I'm making useful points, and I'm yeah. on my phone. Like, so what kind of thing? Like, I'm still a productive <laughs> member of it. But then I'm like, I guess, like, it's courtesy to not be on your phone. But then I'm like, I'm like itching for it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm listening, like meetings, but I'm also looking. <laughs> I feel like meetings, everyone yeah. already knows, like, you're not fully paying attention. Like, everyone has mm-hmm. something going mm-hmm. on in the background. It's just a work meeting. Yeah. Like. That's why, like, work, though, is such a landmine, especially, like, when you first start working, because some people don't like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's something I've had to learn, which is kind of harder than other stuff. But at work, like, some people, when they have, when they have the red, like, busy sign on there, they don't want (laughs) to receive. Yeah, don't (laughs) ping me. But then some people will be, okay, I was at a meeting and I was supposed to send out this email to, like, all staff. So, Mm -hmm. like, my anxiety was heightened. And I was like, what if? And everyone else was in the meeting because it was an all-staff meeting, but I was also supposed to send them an email at the same time. So I was like, should mm-hmm. I wait till after the meeting? So I hesitated a few minutes. And then someone pinged me. I was like, where's that email? <laughs> oh. and I was like, we're in the meeting, but I guess I'll send it. And then I sent it out and it was fine. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, not knowing if you're supposed to be fully paying attention. And I guess that's different for personal life because it's not like you have to be productive. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> Shall we move along? I don't know how to transition yeah. to the, our next topic because it's a little a bit different. But before we end, I guess we can talk a little bit about knowing when to end a relationship or uh, like our experiences with like ghosting out of a relationship or like fully straight up ending it because um, I think that's a tricky part because it sometimes it's the healthiest thing to do for both of you. Or mm-hmm. for everyone in the situation. So I, th- I know a few situations come to my mind. But do you guys have any um, first thoughts of it? Like, mm. would you initiate it? Yeah. Well, I think for this situation where you have to end a relationship, most of the time it's like a toxic relationship. But I think most, like in general, most relationships, at least friend relationships, are just like... S- floating like even if you don't see them for years like you still consider them as your friend even though you probably like don't even know what they're doing I feel like it's kind of like you just have them by like a thread <laughs> I don't know you're always like you're always, you always just consider someone your fr- a friend if they've been your friend 
and you never like broke up or like had a fight mm. but i think mm. when it comes to like a toxic friendship or a relationship then that's when you have to draw the line and like cut it off and be well sometimes it's not really a hard cut too but you have to give them more signs that it's like over between guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it feels a lot more mean to like soft block a friend than mm-hmm. to like and uh i guess soft block is like the nice way but <laughs> i had a friend who would be like kind of i don't want to say patronizing but whenever i would be talking like discussing something she'll talk oh like you're so adorable or like mm. stuff like that and is it like in infantilization or something or i don't know but i was like i don't like it but i don't know how to bring it up because yeah like yeah so it just kind of like slowly like dwindling off the level of engagement but it feels worse when you're like purposely trying to like dwindle it then you just like happens organically let it be mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think in our case though it was hard because we were like all friends with her and then she knew that we were all friends but she also knew that we were hanging out without her or she mm-hmm. found out somehow <laughs> mink <laughs> Okay. okay. Anyway, when she would text in the other group chat, look, I had clumsy fingers. Okay, clumsy fingers. I'm so bad with group chats, but yeah, I I agree. I think that situation was pretty unique. I don't yeah. think I can't foresee that ever happening again. To be honest, because that was such a uh like a big situation where like so many people were involved, and it was just one person being kind of singled out. Mm-hmm. And so I think in that case. It was probably honestly a good thing that we just like ended it, you know, a blunt cut because dragging it out with so many people involved, it could get super messy and it was just easier to to do it that way. But I will say I am a fan of kind of just like what Linda said, letting it it go, you know, yeah, just like you're not intentionally doing it, but you're also not like working against it either. Mm -hmm. You're just like letting it go. Um, I have a question for you guys, though, like Say there is a time where we're just growing apart. Maybe Sally, you're off to grad school. Linda, you moved to like Oklahoma or something. <laughs> <laughs> but would you prefer that we just kind of like die out slowly like that? Or would you rather we just like, I don't know. I guess we wouldn't like blunt cut each other out of our lives, but it it, it does feel, I don't feel the same way that I feel with other friends. We're like, oh, we can like never talk and then catch up again. Like, I feel for us, like, yeah, we can go those short amount of times, but eventually we'll come back together and we'll, you know, like, have really deep conversations. I don't see it. I don't know what I'm trying so to you say, think but I'm saying that. You think I don't if we're know. apart, you think we're going to break I, up? I'm wailing. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's different for each type of friendship, I guess, and, like, mm-hmm. each person, the depth of it. So, like, ours is probably the deepest friendship I have. So, like, if we were to, like, go on break and then come back, it wouldn't be... We would probably yeah, be at a shallower of, like, level. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, yeah. when can we de-escalate? I'm trying to torture myself <laughs> by choosing, like, which is the most painful way for us to break up? Oh, my gosh. Me, why? Wait, do you guys never think about this sometimes? Like, not not necessarily us three, but, like, just... Like, what if something happens one day kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I try not to think about it <laughs> because oh. I mean I do have relation. I mean not relation. I do have friendships where, like in the moment when I was really close to them, I thought it would last a long time, but 
it didn't mm-hmm. end up lasting um and then we all drifted apart so i like in a sense that is like a natural progression of life so it could happen to any of my relationship friendship relationships but i also like trying not <laughs> to let it happen mm-hmm. it's hard to think about it because yeah. i feel like i don't miss people when they're not in my life anymore mm-hmm. that sounds kind of bad but like i'm not actively like longing for them like even if we were super close before like if they're not in my daily life i don't like miss them acutely as a person you know you might miss like the memories you had but mm-hmm. like worst case scenario we'll get over it <laughs> <laughs> see yeah i think that's why like i like to okay i don't like to but i do think about like things ending or coming to a close as a way of just like getting ahead of it almost like a a preventative measure of like thinking mm-hmm. about like it you're but... prepared prepared emotionally for <laughs> yeah i kind of do it well, i don't think i'll ever be prepared in a relationship. But... <laughs> yeah right you like yeah. you kind of put yourself in that mindset so that mm-hmm. if that time were ever to come like you know what to do yeah it's like the mm-hmm. vaccine sally <laughs> what <laughs> How preventative? Isn't that why you get the vaccine oh, so yeah you have antibodies so like <laughs> I'm prepared. I know what to do. <laughs> okay, I get it. He's out here with all the biochem metaphors. Yeah, my analogies, you know. <laughs> the true public health uh, major. <laughs> yeah. This is like avoidant attachment, I guess. Because sometimes I'd be like, if we broke up today, I would be fine. And then I'll reassure myself. It's like, it'll be fine. Yeah. Back to homeostasis. But then I'm like, no, like, don't think about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think almost that that line of thinking does make like relationships that fade even easier too because you're like already prepared for it like if it does happen mm-hmm. yeah I'm, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. but I, know, I, I know like invested i feel like relationships you can kind of like tell when they're fading and then that gives you time to prepare like it's not going to be all of a sudden like as soon as i move <laughs> peace out <laughs> oh, like no it's, okay. it's not gonna be like that it's gonna be like a gradual change if there is a change so I guess that's like the time that you get to prepare, but also it's like sad thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I would like to say that if you feel us fading away, Sally, just cut us off. Okay. Just why? Just end no. it. No. Because I don't like it being like, okay, I personally don't like it if we're like super close like this and we're being treated the same way as I treat like an acquaintance. Like, mm. I don't want it to just be like occasional texts and like, false promises that oh we're gonna like call or, oh we're gonna like meet up <laughs> like if we're not gonna mm. do that and yeah. like we're kind of all aware of it then just like kind of be like i'm busy with life you know <laughs> oh like all or nothing mm. well I in some it. ways i just like i treasure our friendship so much that i don't want it to be like dragged out mm-hmm. okay well but- manifesting that we'll grow old together as per Sally's yes. words. We have to. We have to have this podcast until the first child. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like next year though. Oh. Huh? Ming? Just saying. <laughs> Do you have well, something to me. share? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that like the benchmark of a child is not that far for us as young adults. But, but. the pregnancy is nine months. And then 12 minus nine is like... <laughs> Wait, 12 it's minus three. Nine. <laughs> it's three. So you only have three months to get ready for it before. <laughs> okay, let's just go back to what we were saying before. Like, we'll, we'll stay together. This podcast will stay together. Don't worry. 
All right. If you're listening here, you've reached the end of the episode. We've already reached the 54th episode. So I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. That was kind of all over the place, but also had a central theme of friendships and relationships. And it was good to talk through our different opinions on green flags and our love languages, because as we kept saying in the episode, everyone has a unique perspective on them, depending on the relationship you're in and who you're with. But I also think it's good to talk about so that we know that, you know, we all have some common feelings to it. And it was also very nice to discuss knowing when to end things, because as much as we don't like to think about it, I'm a proponent of like thinking of it and um, knowing how to react in some ways. And even if you aren't, it might have been just something entertaining to listen to. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.